2: ...for a humongous opportunity against first place Pittsburgh in a playoff rematch. Are they ready for that game? Their performances, uh, maybe would suggest, we'll see. We'll talk about it. Racing Louisville, they lost again, unfortunately, over the weekend against North Carolina. It is clearly an improved team. They are a better team. They are a much more entertaining team to watch. But it's starting to feel like it's do-or-die time for the playoffs. We will talk about that as well. And as is becoming typical on this show, we're giving away tickets tonight. We've got a trivia question for you to answer. Give Text us your answer, 437-9680, or tell you what, hit us up on Twitter, at Soccer City Radio, at Jeff Milby, at Purple SDF. Text us your answers tonight, 437-9680, or on Twitter. Here's the question. With a bunch of players heading off to the World Cup that play for Racing Louisville, can you name the two players in the team's very short history that have previously won a World Cup in their careers? Two players that have played for Racing Louisville have previously won World Cups. Name them. And we will give you four tickets to the next Racing Louisville game. That's coming up on Saturday, July, I beg your pardon, Friday, July 7th against the Kansas City Current. What two players have won a World Cup in Racing Louisville's three-year history? And we'll give you four tickets to that game. If you don't win, you can buy your tickets. 502 City is the phone number or RacingLewFC.com slash tickets. Again, Racing, their next home game against the Kansas City Current on Friday, July 7th. The very next night is your next opportunity to see Louisville City in action at home against Loudoun United out of Virginia. That's the D.C. United Reserve team. 8 o'clock kickoff for that game as well on Saturday, July 8th. LewCity.com slash tickets or 502 Lew City. You're shaking your head, Benton. What's wrong?
0: I'm pretty sure they're not affiliated anymore. Yeah, I thought
1: all the MLS2 teams
0: broke were up. gone, man. They broke I, up. I, they became independent.
2: No, you're, I, I, I don't think you're right. I, I'm almost certain you're wrong. We can talk about it. We'll look it up in a break. That, There's a way we can, we can it look it a break.
0: We'll, we'll, fi- we'll figure we it out. We literally have computers in front so of
2: us. So all that being said, uh, let's start with Louisville City. And first of all, let's start by introducing ourselves. Jeff Milby, Benton Newman, Zach Money Cantrell, and you just heard the the wonderful tones of the voice of Lynn Family Stadium, the biggest celebrity I know, the most <laughs> famous man
1: in my phone. That's so stupid. Lance McGarvey. That's <laughs> absolutely so stupid. Zach Money, it's cool to meet you. And now i got to deal with this this jerk over here making fun of me. He makes fun of me all the time like that, Benton. I don't understand. I'm just here trying to have some fun and you start throwing darts at me already. I don't want dart! I'm complimenting oh, you. I'm oh, complimenting yeah, you. The biggest celebrity You're the biggest you know. celebrity I know. I'm but starstruck biggest, right now. Is it because because I eat too much, is it that kind of big I didn't mean what? literally big. I
2: meant, well, that's what it I meant, feels like. I mean, in profile, like. in, in impact. Right. You're a big name around the city. I say, I, oh, <laughs> I walk up to people and say, I know Lance McGarvey. And they go, wow, you know Lance
1: <laughs> oh, McGarvey? Sh- the Zee? guy that does Lance
2: UofL basketball games at the Yum Center, you know him? Oh, yeah. The guy Shut that does up.
1: Louisville City games, Dude, you know him? You're the news guy now here in town. Well, you know? Anyway, anyway. Uh, Are we supposed to talk about
2: that? <laughs> <laughs> Louisville City taking on Pittsburgh this weekend on the road. Let's pretend you don't do the news Let's anywhere pretend. else in town. No, just for No, this no hour. one else pays me to we're do gonna, money. Gonna, no one else pays me to talk into microphones at all. We're going to
1: pretend yeah. that that doesn't exist no, yeah, right we, we will pretend. You're um, just the, the play-by-play guy for Louisville City. That is exactly right. Are you, y'all you doing racing games on the radio yet? No, we do not. That needs they, to happen. Yeah, they don't have that deal You know, I,
2: I hear behind the scenes that maybe in the works, we shall see. We shall see. Uh, we will be doing the game on Saturday night at Pittsburgh. Not at Pittsburgh, unfortunately. We'll be doing it here from the studio. Me and Casey Whitfield. It's Louisville City against the number one team in the Eastern Conference, the second-place team overall, the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And here's what I want to say about this game. In the USL, it is easy to often have a game that doesn't have narrative. So often, teams turn over their entire rosters from year to year. They fire their coaches and hire coaches. I'm doing my sheet trying to get ready for the broadcast, and it's almost a brand-new team, and i got to do research on a whole bunch of new guys, right? Week in and week out, that's the case. And and it's a fair criticism, I think, of the league that there are not enough storylines because of issues like that. That is not the case this week whatsoever. There are storylines all over the place for this game for Louisville City. It's a playoff rematch. Last year's Eastern Conference semifinal, an absolute classic, where Louisville City trailed two goals to none, scored twice in the last, what, 20 minutes or so, forced extra time, took it all the way to penalties, and won it in penalties to move on to the Eastern Conference final. Mentioned that Pittsburgh is the top team in the Eastern Conference. And their coach, we know this guy. We've seen this guy so many times, time and time again down the years, whether it was in Rochester, whether it's been in Pittsburgh for the last, what, six years, since 2018, Bob Lilly, the all-time winningest coach in USL history is the coach for Pittsburgh. He's played such a distinct, style, defense first. We know what he brings about, and that's there's history there, which is why this is such an interesting, intriguing game all
0: around Benton. Every league has a has a coach that's iconic in some sort of fashion. Bob Lilly is absolutely that for the for the USL. You don't normally get staples like that sticking around as long as he does. So those are all the storylines. used story to call it lily ball. It, it's, They still call it yeah, lily, lily ball. lily
1: ball, where it's just you park the bus, and then you wait for that one opportunity to counter, and then you run down, score a goal. Game's always in, one to nothing. And it's very, very difficult to score against Pittsburgh, which really plays really well for Louisville City at this point.
2: So, I went and did some digging on on the idea of Lily Ball. That was
1: sarcasm. You just, whoo. No, what did you say? I'm sorry. I said Pittsburgh doesn't give up any goals, and that plays into the hands of Louisville City really well at this point. You're right. That was a great transition. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. All right.
2: One more time, and then we'll transition perfectly. Go ahead. Lily
1: Ball, they play great defense. Park the bus. They're very difficult to score on. And that plays right into the hands of Louisville City at this point.
2: It, it, it doesn't. Sarcasm. It's sarcasm. It doesn't because Louisville City can't score right now. That's the big story with Louisville City. That's the big criticism of Louisville City. Last time out for them against Las Vegas, the worst team in the league. Last worst place team. in the league. By
1: far the worst team in the Only
2: league. Only three shots on target for Louisville City. Only the one goal scored by Mushagalusa in the 76th minute for an hour and 15 minutes of this game. Nothing happened. They were not threatening. They were as threatening as a little bunny sitting on a, a pad of lilies yeah. somewhere. That's that was true. what Louisville City looked like. That's fin- a fair assessment. Finally, Brian Ombi comes into the game, makes a huge difference, sets up Musa to score the goal. No, the ball from now McCabe. That was too. incredible. That dude. too. I mean, you gotta give
1: now his props, man.
2: So it, it, let's 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 toss it out here. Is Louisville City ready for this game against the best defensive team in the league? Arguably, they have a great defense once again under Bob Lilly this season, as has been the case over the last. 10 years honestly and Louisville City a team really struggling to score right now are they ready for this game I mean it's
0: (laughs) it's it's a tough ask you know you go out against the lights and you 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 control the game but you can't get anything done with it it takes Brian Omi coming in the game which is a concern in itself he's turning 33 in July Um, we need to really figure out a more long-term solution there he's not going to play forever Um, are they ready no can they do it absolutely um, it's just going to matter of, of, of the game plan they have, and are these guys already? Eventually, they've they've got to change this narrative. I know to start the season, Coach Cruz was very uh, is dismissive—the right word of the goal scoring drought and the problem there. I, w- like it's I would say on that's there. a fair word. Yeah. Now his his tune has kind of changed a bit on that, and I noticed that in the in the the post match for the Las Vegas Lights match, he was kind of more acknowledging that it is in fact a a, a problem in itself. So I'm I'm hoping that that they have some new strategies kind of up their sleeve for that because nothing's really changed on that front, and this is going to be a huge test for them. This is going to be a massive massive amount of points up on the line here. Three points for us and, and, and denying them three points could be huge.
2: And even more than the three points in the standings, just the idea that Louisville City could play well. I yeah. mean, let's just put it bluntly like that. They've not had a really good game in a while, it seems like. really the, the Miami game. Offensively, absolutely defensively they've been phenomenal. But offensively, they've not had not had a good game since the Miami game, which is over a month ago.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's good to hear that, that Coach Cruz is at least Maybe accepting and admitting that there's a problem because you've got to take that step before you start to take measures to improve. And if you don't recognize that there's an issue, then then you know then what are you going to change? You're not going to continue. You think everything's yeah. okay, but at this point of the season, there's no denying. I mean, this team is anemic offensively, and I don't really understand why. I, I, I mean. You know, I did, I, obviously, we everybody knows that I didn't play soccer. I've never kicked a soccer ball in my life. But it's easy for a sports fan to watch, if you watch and pay attention at all, that when Little City is so strong in the back and then in the middle, and then as they approach into the final third, it's like all of a sudden everything just goes haywire, and they get very frantic. There's no proper spacing. They seem to panic almost and seems like they force all kinds of ball into the box with no real I guess point to what the pass is. And and their passes are so bad uh in, in that final third. And it's it's like like it's like, hey, space out, relax a little bit, maybe put the six seven guy in the box, and if you're gonna just serve up a cross Beat it to him and let him put his head on it and score a goal. But he's out doing fancy footwork, trying to juke around people. I don't know if he's being properly utilized. Am I missing something on that, Jeff?
2: No, I, I think you're right on with the point that the service hasn't been good enough for most of this season from out wide. That's that's the, the MO for Louisville City. Get the ball out wide, put in service into the box, create opportunities for guys in the middle and guys making late runs in the middle. And to me, Benton, the service just hasn't quite been there all year. However... The point we made about the last game, Brian Ombi comes in two minutes after checking into the game, makes a difference. Uh, uh, to Lance's point, a great ball from Niall McCabe to free him up, but he, his speed, he beats the defender to the end line, cuts it back across the face of goal. Somehow, Mushagalusa was wide open, but he finished it off well, and they score, and Brian Ombi is such a big part of what they do that is both a blessing when he's on the field and available because he is as impactful and as important as any person, any player in the league, but it's also a detriment to them because as you said, Benton, he's gonna be thirty three soon. He's old. Like a grandpa. And he's he it's it's at this stage of his career, nothing against him. He's been phenomenal his entire time with Louisville City. He's arguably one of the best players Louisville City has ever had, and he's contributed significantly significantly to each title that they've had. But at this age of his, of his career, you can't expect him to stay healthy all the time, and the issue is when he's not healthy, when he's out of the game for whatever reason, the guys behind him haven't been able to pick up the slack that he leaves off.
0: I mean, whether it be injury or just the fact he needs rest, he's not going to be able to play every game, and even when he is playing, there's going to be off nights. There's going to be games where he gets shut down or just things just don't happen to work out, and what scares me to death is the lack of a solution there and i feel like we have too much talent for this to be a problem i mean we're returning a team that put up historic numbers for this club a club that has made the eastern conference championship every single season and so i think that's what kind of makes this this gap and what we expect and what we're getting so much bigger is what we saw last year it's not like we turned over the roster so i'm yeah i'm I'm really disappointed that we haven't had some sort of consistent sort of breakout from any other players. A lot of good performances, but they don't all seem to happen at the same time. And nobody really hitting the same levels that Brian hits.
2: One of the biggest issues to me is that the younger generation of players that you're expecting to kind of pick up the mantle from this generation of Louisville City players that won those titles and made those runs to the finals. That generation hasn't really picked up the slack this season. Talking about yep. Ray Serrano on the right as a real, you know, threat to replace Ownby on the right side. He's at the right the perfect age to break into that starting lineup and be a consistent Great performer. Technical skills too. And absolutely shows you flashes every once in a while where he'll get the ball in tight spaces with two or three defenders around him and he can dance on the ball and dribble through them and find space and get out of trouble. Right? Those little moments that make you think, Wow, that kid's got it. That kid's gonna be a, a real significant contributor and starter and player on this team. But then the rest of the game he does nothing you got
1: to be consistent in that. Right. You can't show flashes of yep. that. You have to do that on a more consistent basis because you're right. I mean, there are a lot of times where his passes are just bad. I mean, you know, and I, I don't know if it's because he's trying to do too much greatness. I, I don't know. It's just like the game doesn't seem like it's coming easy for them at all. It, it's They're not on the same sheet. I don't know, man. It, it, it's very obvious. I can't fix it. I don't have any recommendations to fix it other than just stop panicking and and think about what you're doing. Stop dancing around the ball and get some proper spacing. I think that, I, I mean, I don't know if but, I can be technical about it, but that's you know, that's basically I, what's going on.
0: I, I mean, I, I agree with you. It just feels like a lot of times we're, we're rushing down the sidelines and just hurdling a ball into the middle and, and seeing what happens. And and I think rushing it is a really good way of putting it. I would like to see them, you know, if it, if it requires pass around the box and looking for that just right opportunity, spend some more time doing that. We used to and, do that a lot. Yeah, and I figure. And, you know, you think a game like that, the game against the lights, they had all the time in the world. I mean, the ball was almost exclusively in Vegas's final third for the entire match. Um, again, it just we we. Need somebody else to step up. And I'm hoping that having somebody's dynamic as Niall McCabe kind of back in the mix might help some of these younger guys in that, that final third maybe unlock a little bit more potential than they haven't had. And I'm hoping that guys like Rasmus Delfson, who've had great season maybe take it to the next level, score some goals of his own, be a bit more of a creator than he's been able to be thus far.
2: Yeah, I think your point about Niall McCabe is well made and well taken because it's not just Ombi the contributor to that goal, right? As Lance pointed out, McCabe had only been on the field for a few minutes himself coming on as a substitute still battling back from injury it's such a bad thing that he got hurt for louisville city because he com- coming into the season started opening day scored opening day and he thought all right here we go niall mccabe is going to be back to to being his best self uh, for louisville city this season and then uh, the injuries come into play and he's not available for the team for a few weeks time so having him back also will be huge for this team but talking about pittsburgh tonight uh, tonight uh, talking about pittsburgh saturday night Under Bob Lilly, always a defense first team. I would compare them to like a Tony Bennett, Virginia team, known for their defensive. Uh, Mindset known for keeping the score low, known for trying to to win every game in in Virginia's case in years past. It's like 54 to 50. For Pittsburgh, it's like one to nothing. They want to win every game one to nothing. And they have done a phenomenal job at that over the years. I mean, there's no denying it when you look at the the numbers. I did some research on this today, uh, dating all the way back for all of Louisville City's history against Bob Lilly. Bob Lilly's teams have never been out of the top ten in terms of goals allowed. They have allowed... Every single season, since 2015, they have had either the ninth fewest goals, uh, the ninth yeah, the ninth fewest goals allowed, or, or better. Um, And that is the case this year as well. So this is going to be a very difficult test for Louisville City on the road in front of a good environment. They've had great crowds there this year against the Pittsburgh team in first place. And oh, by the way, they made a U.S. Open Cup run, uh, beat some MLS teams, uh, got, got a shout out on the Pat McAfee show of all places, talking about some soccer. So this is a team that's confident playing for a head coach that is legendary at this level. I don't see how Louisville City goes up there and wins the game, if I'm being honest. I really don't see them going up there and being able to win the game, considering how they've played of late, considering how Pittsburgh has played of late. I think it's 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 a rock and a hard place right now. And Dude, I, don't, I, I, never I don't know who's say, which. I, I never say which.
1: go play for a draw. Well, I shouldn't say never, but very rarely. But in this case, you just go up there and try to get a point out of this one, man. I mean, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I, I mean, it, it'll be exciting, I, And I but I'm just not optimistic we're getting three points on the road. And I know people aren't used to hearing that from me, man. I've always been rah, 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 but I mean, I can see the writing on the wall. We need to get a point and just come home and be happy with it. Not to
2: mention, Benton, that Pittsburgh is unbeaten at home this year. (laughs) Through 10 games, 9-0-1, one tie out of 10 games across all competition.
0: It's a huge ask. I mean, should we have put multiple goals past Las Vegas lights? Maybe there's like a little glimmer of optimism, like, hey, maybe the tides are turning. Maybe confidence is rising and they might be able to pull something off. But, you know, the fact that, yeah, we got the win, which is good. But only only one goal. It still kind of leaves us question marks, and and still a little bit of a, a bad taste in your mouth. So, yeah, it's it's. It's going to be a tall ask, and if it does end up as a draw, I can't say I'm going to be too upset about that.
2: Yeah, a point on the road would probably uh, do nicely right now for Danny Cruz and Louisville City in this game. Uh, are we being too harsh? Maybe we are. Are
1: we being ridiculous in our assessments here? Come on, man. We're not being too harsh. Nope. It's a reality. We'd be blind. We'd be stupid, be homers, if we were just saying, oh, everything's Like all no peachy. one's
2: ever accused you of being a homer, P- Lance McGarrett.
1: Well, no, I'm a homer. I, I totally am. But, I mean, it would be like blatantly just we, disingenuous. We'd be like, we have to say what's on our mind. There are some problems. We need to fix it. I think it can be fixed. I believe 100%. I'm not saying gloom and doom. The rest of the season's going to suck. We might not even make the playoffs. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is we're not what we can be and what we should be. They know it. It's time to fix it. It's not going to, you, you got to do it now because you're in fifth or sixth place we got to at least get to where we're hosting in the playoffs, in the first round. I mean, you have to get to that point. If you're not, it's going to be a very, very difficult task.
2: Well, and at that point, if it ends that way, where Louisville City is not hosting a a playoff game, even if they make the playoffs, I think it's fair to say it's a disappointing season, right? I mean, that's the standard of this team that they've displayed over nine years. That is who this team is, never failing to make the Eastern Conference Final. It's a much more difficult road. They've done it, but it's a much more difficult road when you have to be on the road
1: the whole way to the Eastern Conference Final. I don't carry those expectations either, by the way. To just, it's Conference Finals or the USL Championship or bust. I mean, that's what, what I'm hoping for. Why not? That's, but it's that's not, the not an standard. Expe- that's but it's the not standard an that they've laid down. It's not. But you to expect that for nine years in a row is is unreasonable and unrealistic. If it happens, it's still unrealistic. It's unbelievable what they've done. You, you know I mean, what I am saying, Jeff? Is that if there's nobody on the planet, I don't care how big a Louisville City fan you are. I don't care if you're James O'Connor. I don't care if you're Jonathan Littner, Danny Cruz, whoever. You can't sit there. Wait, wait. Are those, the, are those the three picture. biggest
2: Louisville City fans you could name? No, is that why you? Named I'm just
1: them? saying. There's even them. They can't. <laughs> I mean, there are problems that need to be addressed. Is all I'm saying. And and it's like we have to address that. We can't just put our heads in the sand and oh, I hope it goes away. That's uh, not. I've never done that. I'm sure Coach Cruz is. Acutely aware with, with all the right? Problems. Exactly. I, I mean, they're not going to blind it. to that at all. I believe they're going to fix it. I think everything's going to be okay. But there's work to be done, and somebody's got to step
2: up. But you don't think they're going to fix it? Whether it's
1: Manny Perez, Ray Serrano, the, somebody's got to. No, not us. I mean, against Pittsburgh yeah. on the road. Come on, they're nine zero and one at home. Can it be done? Yeah. Will it be done? I, I, if we get a point, let's just go home and be happy. That's 4, how I feel about it.
2: 437 is the UPS jobs text line. Tell us we're wrong. Be optimistic. I don't know. And also answer our trivia question for four free tickets to the next racing Louisville home game. The question is, two players in racing's history have won World Cups in their career. Two players over the course of racing Louisville's history have won two World Cups. Here's a hint. One played for the U.S., the other played for Japan. See if that narrows oh it down my a little bit. Four three seven nine six eighty to get four free tickets. We'll talk about We're, racing Louisville on the other side of the break. What do you want to say, Lance? I go know ahead.
1: that people are listening. I've been getting texts from people that are listening that know this answer. They should at least just text into the show
2: and tell you what. If you already have tickets, you know the answer. Text us give and find them to somebody, somebody giving away. That's right. We're trying to get people out to support the
1: team. Just win the damn tickets. Let's go.
2: So anyway, four three seven nine six eighty for that racing Louisville coming up on the other side of the break. They are coming off of a loss to North Carolina and they've got themselves a difficult road trip out to the West Coast to Seattle to take on O.L. Rain. We'll look ahead to that game, which is coming up on Saturday night as well. When we come back here, it's uh, Soccer City here on ESPN 680 and 105.7.
1: Listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. No guest today. In
2: fact, our guest is just hanging out the whole dang show. Lance McGarvey here as well, the voice of Lynn Family Stadium when Louisville City plays there. Uh, the voice of the Louisville Cardinals as well when they play at the KFC Yum Center. How exciting is that for him to say? For the men's basketball. For the men's basketball team, that's And it is
1: exciting. Both are exciting. It's awesome.
2: Uh, Racing Louisville, they are in action this weekend as well. They're coming off of a loss by the same score the Louisville City won by one to nothing. It was at North Carolina over the weekend for Racing Louisville. That was the last game where they had more or less their full complement of players with DeMello and everybody else that's heading off to the World Cup. A couple of the players that are due to head off to the World Cup are available for this game this weekend against OL Rain in Seattle. Uchina Kanu and Wong Shuang will be available, uh, but DeMello, Ari Borges, Alex Chidiak, and Timby Katlana have all left Racing Louisville's camp to go join their national team. So it'll be a shorthanded Racing Louisville this weekend against OL Rain out in Seattle. But let's, uh, let, let's ask the big question that I think every Racing Louisville fan is asking themselves. Is this team going to make the playoffs? Because increasingly it feels like they're not going to. Clearly this is a better team. This is a more competitive team. This is a more fun team to watch. There is more talent on this team than there has been over the last couple of years. There's no doubt about any of those arguments. It is absolutely true. What is not different about this team, though, so far, really, is the regular season results. The Challenge Cup games, they've won all of them, right? So it feels like they've had a few more wins under their belt than, than in years past. And that is true. But in terms of just the regular season, they're really only one win different from where they were at this point last year. And at this point last year, they were in the midst of a 13-game winless run. It's not the case now, right? They've won two out of the last three, in fact, uh, dating back to wins over Houston and over Gotham before they lost to North Carolina. But it just doesn't feel, Benton, like this team is heading toward the ultimate goal, which is to make that top six and make the playoffs. They say they are. They say that's still the goal, and it still feels like there's time, but they're on the back half of the season now, and it's, it's time that rubber hits the road a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're running out of that time to make that push, and I've talked about this before. There's an upper tier of team and a lower tier of team, and we seem to be the... You know, I'm going to use air quote best of the rest, right? We we need to start getting some wins against bigger opponents, and um, you know, this loss against North Carolina was another one of those opportunities. Sure, it's a tough ask to go on a road against a team like North Carolina who's doing very well this season and in, in getting a result. But those are the kind you have to win if you want to be in that picture, if you want to be in that that upper tier of teams. And they continue to to miss that mark a bit. I know they're seeing success in the in the in the Challenge Cup, but I mean for me that's that's not the priority you need to you need to do well in the regular season and they're they're running out of time to do that so some of these um matches they have coming down the road against some of these bigger opponents those are those are almost becoming must win scenarios to to get in the playoffs
2: to your point about this league the margins are so fine between winning a game, losing a game, tying a game. There's really so much parity in this league. To your point, there are tiers of of teams. I agree with that 100%. But on any given day, just about any team in the NWSL can show up and beat another team. On any given day. It's not always going to happen, especially against Mm -hmm. some of the better teams in the league. But the game on Saturday with North Carolina, I think, was a perfect example of the parity of this league. Two two teams that were really even the majority of the game. Racing Louisville doesn't take their chances. North Carolina did. Uh, Just on a mad scramble in front of Katie Lund's goal. They just stuck with the play. Somebody poked it past Lund after she made a save, and Racing goes down 1-0 late on in the game. They can't come back and tie it. Uh, they got close a couple of times. They had a really great opportunity from Parker Goins late on in the game uh, that, that they just weren't able to convert. And those are the margins uh, of, of this league. I mean, the shots in that game, 12-10, to Both teams had two shots on target, corner kicks five to four. Possession did slightly favor North Carolina, but honestly, that's kind of how racing Louisville wants to play. They want to press you when you have the ball, right? So when you look at the numbers, it's a super even game, but it ultimately goes down as a loss. And there have been too many of those kinds of performances this year where you think, oh, well, they played well. They were right in the game. They had every opportunity to win it. But they didn't. But
0: that's that's the problem. The history book doesn't remember those close calls, the the all oh, those other statistics that don't end up meaning anything. I know I, as much as anybody else, get lost in the numbers and the, and the nuances of all that. But at the end of the day, they got to score more than the other team, and especially against some of these bigger clubs. If they want to make that jump, they're still struggling to do that. Wonder if people that
1: follow this league closely remember how Racing Louisville got shafted by the NWSL for the first two years and the way that they did the expansion drafts. You know, this stuff to overcome and they are improving. Um, And I do expect that uh, by this time next year, we'll be talking about a strong contender for the playoffs. I was hoping that they get there this year. Um, I think those expectations for me personally, I, I didn't think we'd be quite there. We're about like where I thought we would be. They're better. They're way better than what they've been the last two years. I think mm-hmm. it's 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 obvious to see. But um yeah, they got a hurdle to get over to get to that playoff contention. They're doing well in the challenge cup. That's kind of exciting. It's a feather in their cap. I don't wanna diminish, you know, those efforts. But I think most fans would say, you know, we really don't care about that. We want to be in the playoffs. And that it's it's an you know, I made myself known on Twitter about that challenge cup. I think it's kinda I don't understand it. I, I mean I understand why they're doing it because when you've got international play going on, you've got to bring in people, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's just it's not really interesting to me. I don't, right. I don't understand why it, it even exists. Let's let's do the Challenge Cup one. here. Let's,
2: let's, let's dive into the Challenge Cup for a moment. If you're a racing Louisville fan, the way the season has gone, look, the expectation and the hope at the beginning of the year is you're going to be in that top six and make the playoffs. That's still a possibility. It's looking a little unlikely right now. So... How much would a Challenge Cup victory? Let's say they go on to win the thing, right? They're at the top of their group. They're going to likely go into that semi-final uh, equation where you win a couple of games and you win a million-dollar prize on national TV. That's not. That's not nothing. That's not I nothing. I agree. That's not yeah. nothing. I so, mean. so how if you're a racing Louisville fan, given the way the season has gone, given where you're standing right now, I don't want to hear about what you thought was going to happen. Where things are right now, how much, how important would a Challenge Cup victory be to you to have that occasion where you win a final, lift a trophy in front of your fans potentially in front of national tv audience on
0: cbs how significant would that be i mean to me it's just kind of a consolation prize right like at the end of the day it's it's playoffs are bust and if we don't make the playoffs then then you know you go back to the drawing board i agree agree with lance the team has come a long way since its inception and i think it has a very bright future but i mean i mean i'll cheer the team on and, and get excited about that but like it's it's Way down the priority order for me. So- I do go
1: back, though, Jeff, to answer your question. When when they won the Women's Cup a couple of years ago... I mean that was a hell of a day. I, it was very exciting. If you remember the penalty kick, you know that went what ten kicks or whatever. All the, then, way down to the, to the keepers, right there, yeah. And Katie Lunn, That's when she kind of came out as like this superstar, this blooming like amazing goalkeeper. And what a day that was. And it was a lot of fun to celebrate that. So if if you if you could say Lance, you're guaranteed you're not going to make the playoffs, but you're guaranteed you're going to play for that Challenge Cup championship. I'd take the Challenge Cup championship. You, Even though I would, think it's a stupid competition designed by the league, I would take that. Would you it's rather exciting. Would
2: you rather risk it, l- l- Let me let me tell you, let me give you this scenario. Let's say that Racing doesn't win the Challenge Cup but they give themselves a playoff berth. Let's say they sneak into the playoffs as that last seed at number 6, but don't win the Challenge Cup. Would you rather have that yes. than winning every the day, Challenge Cup day. and not yeah. making the Get playoffs? in the playoffs, okay. Unquestionably.
1: Yeah. That, that's what matters most. What, Be in the playoffs.
2: To your point about the Women's Cup, I think that that's an excellent point about Katie Lund because – Nobody really knew about her that much before that game, right? It was Michelle Betos was the starting goalkeeper. She was the captain of the team, got a lot of the headlines, got a lot of the publicity. Everybody kind of knew her name uh, because on a bad team, the goalkeeper is going to be one of the main names, you know, because they're always in action making saves. But Katie Lund comes into that tournament, makes a name for herself, and then... And not saying that performance played into the decision to to let Bezos go and, and let Lund take that number one job, but it certainly didn't hurt her case for Katie Lund to, to be the assumed starting goalkeeper starting last year. And look, she's blossomed into one of the best in the league. So there is value in that kind of competition. Uh, but what I'll say is about the Challenge Cup it's going to give them an occasion. Let's say they make it to that final. It's going to give them an occasion on a season where they don't have a lot of occasions. And what I mean by occasion, a big moment where the fans can rally together, can can cheer for a what would in the moment feel like a significant victory, just like the Women's Cup did. Uh, look, the goal is to make the playoffs every single year. And should the women, or should the Challenge Cup factor into the long-term decision-making behind the scenes of how they're building this team, how they're trying to grow this team to become a contender in the NWL? Maybe not. Maybe not in the grand yeah. scheme. On small details like, for example, Katie Lund, as I was saying yes, but in the grand scheme, no. However, it does give the fans something to feel good about.
0: It, I mean, it will certainly be a fun moment, but at, in the back of everybody's mind, it's going to be about the miss of the playoffs. I, I, I'm, I still think that this roster, you know, ha, ha, there's enough talent there to make the playoffs, probably not hosting the playoffs, but they can make the t- playoffs. And it's, you know, like you said before, it's seeming more and more likely that's, that's going to be a tougher and tougher ask.
1: I think it's enough talent there's enough talent on the team. I just don't think it's enough developed talent on the team yet. I think we're just very young and inexperienced.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's, the cohesion
1: part. Give us another – give us – a year from now is going – I believe if we keep the core of this team like the way that it is, I believe that a year from now, this is a playoff team. I think we're in third or fourth place pretty solid. I don't want to rain on your parade, but we got an expansion draft coming up, so it's not yeah. going to be totally the same. Well, what? I mean, yeah, but it, but keep you keep that core that – I mean, you know, there are people yeah. that will not be on the the, the, the block, so to speak. So, I agree. Uh, you, you just got to know how to protect that. Now, oh, 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 by the way, you bring that up. What what are the expansion uh, draft rules this time? Uh, does everybody get to protect eleven players except for this is racing Louisville? This and is the one thing that makes you so california upset, Which I understand. No you're right to be them. upset. Go ahead, go ahead, Ben. I was
0: just going to joke that the California team can pick whoever they want. That's right. No, yeah. no, no, no California there. teams get, get the second, third, them up and yeah. fourth.
2: Of course. One thing we can say though about what who will be on next year's team regardless of the expansion draft, is Savannah DeMello, right? And we, we've been hyping her up a lot this season, rightfully so. She's off to the U.S. World Cup team, uh, a huge achievement, a huge accomplishment for her, her, her career and for racing Louisville. I wanted to say this last week, and I, it slipped my mind to, to bring up this point, but Louisville basketball fans for the last three months have been very upset at one Haley Van Lith for saying, you know what? Louisville, thanks, no thanks. I'm going off to Louisiana to join LSU where I can maybe win a title. There's, There have been some salty grapes. Some have been. I won't say that all. I didn't say all. Well, you, I said some. You painted the picture as if it was all. I didn't say all. I said some. There uh, have been some fans who have been a little bit upset about it. I think understandably upset about it. Play
1: the tape. It. I don't think you said some. <laughs> I think it was a generalization.
2: But you know who's not saying Louisville, thanks, but no thanks, and going elsewhere to try and chase championships? Savannah Melo, She there signed a contract extension with Racing Louisville in the offseason to stick through 2025. Who knows? I'm not trying to speculate on anything past that. But if she signed one contract extension here, why wouldn't she sign another? That, that's, there's a little speculation for you. But it feels, and everything you read about her, in Eric Crawford's story about her parents, she loves Louisville. She loves being here. She wants to represent the city. She wants to make us proud. That's what she's saying. I want to make Louisville proud. And when Louisville fans are so upset... So upset that Haley Van Lith said thanks, but no thanks. I'm gone. See ya. We've got a women's athletics star One of the right here in the world. world. One of the best in the world, literally on the best team in the world in Team USA, saying yes to Louisville. I see where you're going now. Saying where I want to stay here and represent this city.
1: The city I, should embrace her back 100%. In a hundred percent. I don't think that the, there's not enough understanding in the city of what's going on there, and, I, and, and that's a problem. Right. But but I mean, you're absolutely correct. This this person who's one of the best elite soccer players in the entire world is saying, I love this city. I want to be here the city should embrace her and really get behind her in a major way, and not just her, this entire team.
2: Absolutely, because yeah. it's not just her that's going to the World Cup. There are six players for Racing Louisville going to the World Cup, but of course we all look at Team USA uh, as as Americans and want to wave that red, white, and blue flag and be proud of, of our player on the team, and Savannah DeMello is that player right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, didn't her, didn't her dad even have some sort of quote about her wanting to invest in the community even like she's she's so bought into this. Like we should be seeing a lot more DeMello jerseys walking around town.
2: I I agree 100%. That's all the point I wanted to make. Let's turn our attention to, to oil rain this weekend quickly. Um, it is an important game for racing Louisville because as we've pointed out, they're outside of the playoff picture right now. This is a regular season game. They've got two regular season games coming up back to back before they go into that challenge cup dip during the world cup, uh, for three games, uh, OL Rain, conversely, just like Racing Louisville, they're going to be missing a ton of talent for this game. They have five players on Team USA, OL ooh. Rain. Five players. Don't don't ooh that sarcastically. No, I'm sarcastically. saying that.
0: No, I'm saying that this is an opportunity for us to go it is. win. Exactly. It is. And exactly. they're a team right. higher up in the table. These are the kind that you got to win if you want to put yourself in that tier. You can tell we haven't worked together in a while, Jeff, because you you're right. misreading all
1: my signals. My, my bad, man. You're right. It's okay. It's dude. only, it's only been like there. six years since we've done a show together. <laughs> Yeah, but we stay in contact.
2: But it's, it's so much so much talent is going to be gone from this team, like Megan Rapino and Rose Lavelle, the two biggest names you can really point to on this team. They're gone with Team USA. Five players in total gone with Team USA. Two that are gone to, to Canada for the World Cup, and one who is named as an alternate for Brazil that are gone for the World Cup off this uh, OL Reign team. Jess Fishlock is really the only weapon they have. She's a great player, a tremendous player, um, but this is an opportunity, even for racing Louisville, missing their big stars like DeMello, like Ari Borges, it's an opportunity to go Go win a game on the road, which is hard to do in this league, as they just showed last weekend at North Carolina. I'm not saying it's a must win, but it kind of feels like it's a must win. Benton. what I'd, do you think?
0: I put it in the must win again. They're above us in the standing. These are the kind that you have to you have to make a statement and you have to go get points off of somebody bigger than you. You got to move yourself up in that 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 tier ranking there. And um, yeah, I mean, if they don't win this one, I mean, pretty pretty big drop in their in their chances of going to the playoffs. I mean, run out
2: time if you're holding on to hope, which is not. Totally unreasonable. If you're holding on to hope that they can make a run at the playoffs, this one's got
1: to go down as a W, Lance. Absolutely. I'm, I'm holding on to hope. I don't lose hope until we're mathematically out of it. But at the end of the day, it ends right. I mean, you've got to go out there and win, and it's an opportunity with five players playing international play. Well, we also have five playing international play, though, right?
2: I mean, well, in total, oh, the rain has eight. Oh, they have eight? They have we We're eight. missing five. Well, but we're the, Racing Louisville is going to have two that haven't quite left yet. Uchina Canoe is still around. And uh, uh, Wong Shuang is still around.
1: At some point. Look, That's awesome. It's, it plays to our advantage. I'm just trying to spit facts here. I'm just, trying, uh, to here. I'm just trying to be
2: Mr. Newsman and spit the facts here, Lance. But, but, not, but, but, but I don't want to get in the way of a good story. Go but, ahead.
1: But no, but, but put the season on hold, man. I mean, like if, yeah. if, if you're going to have this, it just is the way it goes every four years, right? But at the end of the day, this is an opportunity. Racing has to go take advantage of that. And, and if they can, that certainly brightens up the playoff hopes. Uh, but I don't lose hope until we're out of it. So that game's coming officially. up Saturday.
2: This Saturday, that's a 3.30 kickoff in the afternoon Eastern time. 12.30 West Coast time. Maybe they can jump on a sleepy team in O.L. Rain. That's, and by the way, for anybody listening, what is O.L. Rain? Seattle. It's the team from Seattle. We should just call them Seattle. That's I, what we this should This is know. one of the dumb things about the NWSL. Seattle Rain? The Seattle Rain. That's the that's the name of the team. Should be the name of the team. They're the Seattle Rain. Was the name of the team. Was the name of the team, I know. Anyway, 3.30 kickoff on Saturday for that game. It's on uh, Circle on local TV. One of the few games that are on local television. Uh, and also on Paralympics amount plus so do uh watch that game see if racing louisville can bring home three points from the west coast uh, our trivia question still alive still alive for somebody out there to win four tickets to come see racing louisville the question is two world cup players our two players for Racing Louisville have won World Cups in their careers. This is over the three-year history of Racing Louisville. Two players have donned the lavender, as it were, that have also won World Cups—one from the U.S., one from Japan. Four three seven nine six eighty is the text line to claim your tickets, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Soccer City Radio at Jeff Milby at Purple SDF. That is the trivia question today. Lots more to talk about. We've got another segment to go. We're with you till seven o'clock tonight. Again, it's Soccer City every Thursday night at six o'clock on on these same stations, ESPN 680 and
1: 105.7. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman.
2: A few minutes to go left on the show tonight. Soccer City Radio coming your way here on ESPN 680 and 1057. We're getting you set for a big weekend of soccer on the road for both teams. Louisville City at Pittsburgh, the number one team in the Eastern Conference. That is Saturday night coming up at 7 o'clock is the kickoff. Our coverage begins at 645. Uh, here on ESPN six eighty and one oh five seven with myself and Casey Whitfield. As we just mentioned, racing Louisville in action on Saturday Saturday afternoon as well. That is a 330 kickoff at OL Rain in Seattle an opportunity for racing to go get three points
1: on the road. Jeff, before you get started on the next subject, I've got a question that I have to get to. What the hell is a paranormal circ? A, a what? A, <laughs> what? a paranormal. a paranormal. I think that's how you pronounce that. Paranormal. Paranormal. Cirque.
2: Can you spell circ? How do you spell circ? C-I-R-Q-U-E. A paranormal circ. What are you talking about? A paranormal. I can't even say it.
0: Paranormal circ. I didn't circ. even try to say it. Paranormal circ. Do you circ. know what it is? It looks like some sort of burlesque horror circus. Lance, we don't... Burlesque horror?
2: Lance, I know it's been a long time since you've been on the radio. radio. Sexy
1: ghouls.
0: Oh, horror...
1: (laughs) <laughs> I thought you said something else.
2: It's been a long time since you've been on the radio. We don't need a window into your sex life. I know you like to talk about your personality no. and that kind of thing. We don't need this right now, okay? Got
0: him. Why are you Why are you what trying is, to take the show this is, way?
1: There's something going on that apparently a lot of people are up in
0: arms about. But what What is it? What What is What is? It's a burlesque. You're You're looking at me like I like I'm well informed about <laughs> what it is. <laughs>
1: If anybody in this know. room is, I'm thinking it's you, Benton. What? But I'm just kidding, dude. <laughs> it, 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 so it's basically it's like a freak show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, when we were young, that's what it was. Yeah, been it called.
0: looks like a burlesque horror Show is what no. I'm. Is what the vibe I'm getting from it. It's like, like eighteen plus or oh man. something. just anyway. odd. it's not for me. I'll put it that so, way. So, okay. Anyway, so there's going
1: to be a bunch of weirdos around. Okay, let's move
2: on. It's for reasons like this, though, Lance. That uh, that we've missed having you around. I've missed having you around on the show. Um, everybody loves you. You no, are. You that have, is not true. Let me re- let me rephrase Believe me, l- l- or let me be more specific. You probably have the highest approval rating of any person in the Louisville city racing Louisville sphere.
1: Really, you wouldn't? Benton, would you well, agree with I,
0: I can actively see his head cave. increasing I know. in I
1: would, We're going to have to climb over cave to get out of the building. Or Savannah Demello, or Brian Omby, or somebody like that would be that
2: I, person. I, I, I'm just setting you up here to to let the people know what's been going on with you. You had a you had a health situation a little while back. Uh, you kind of had yeah. to. You've been dealing with some
1: things. I, I know a lot of people are invested in El Oso. So, so what's been going on with you, man? Well, at last October, I appreciate you asking me that. Last October, I was diagnosed with a, a, a malignant tumor in my skull that was abutted to my brain. I won't go too deep in the weeds, but let's just say all that's gone. Uh, it, I've had my radiation treatments. I get my blood tested every month or two, and uh, all my levels are coming back to normal. I'm in good shape, and the prognosis is awesome. Um, I did have to miss the first playoff game last year, if you'll remember, for Louisville City, and that was painful. I also had to miss the two exhibition games for L men's basketball because my surgery. Although they told me I wouldn't miss anything, uh, the, right before they took me back, the, the, the neurosurgeon said, "Yeah, it's going to be a couple weeks before you can do anything." He shut me down. I was like, "Dude, that was not part of the plan." But now you got me all high on value. I don't, I can't really argue with you. Let's go. <laughs> you know, so he will me back. And I was a good boy. I behaved myself. And I didn't. Since didn't when? Work. Since when? I was. I behaved. I didn't want to get the infection. He scared me. He said, if you get an infection on that, uh, you may be spending many months in recovery as opposed to uh, I may not survive. So I did exactly what they told me. Had to use baby shampoo for six months. The radiation zapped my hair, dude. I it, like. So I you had, were looking like me. Nah, it was not at the top. The top was fine. It was around the sides and the back. Was all like so the opposite just bizarre. of bizarre. It looked like a really weird haircut, shaved like like completely bald, too. like like uh, uh, like completely not a hair follicle alive throughout that whole process, and that's all growing back, man. So I'm pretty happy. I'm gonna actually let my hair grow out really long oh. because I can now. I'm like, you it's know, it's gonna what? be hippie Lance in yeah, the press box. We'll see how it goes, man. I, man bun, I mean, Lance McGarvey. Oh, I, I can't. I can't wait. Up this. in the press gotta box. Gotta keep it. Oh, man. you know, if it starts looking really rough i'm gonna cut it but at the same time we'll just take a look I, i'm, I'm gonna to try to grow it out because you know dude i mean if you can you should like and i realized hey man i'm lucky to have a head of hair so yes you are on? sir
2: yes you are you are very lucky to be into your 50s with a head of hair let me but tell you right now yeah. from my bald self <laughs> across the table from
1: you but but i do appreciate you asking man i mean i'm i feel great i never did really feel bad uh, it's a weird. It was a very rare situation. Uh, most people that develop this kind of it's a blood cancer actually wasn't a bone cancer. Most people that have that it it it, uh, it it comes from myeloma, which is a blood cancer of a plasma cells. But I don't have that. It is a very bizarre situation. Uh, it could develop 20, 30 years from now, which is something else will probably kill me by then. So I'm in good shape, dude. Hopefully, I, I hopefully really, not a Louisville City playoff I, loss. I feel great. No. I, that, although, hopefully not. Those have stung, hopefully not. stung really, really but, bad. But I did talk about it a little bit. I, I'm glad you asked me because I almost didn't even get it checked. Like, I had a knot on my head, and I thought, like, it was a cyst or something because it didn't hurt. It wasn't affecting me in any way. It just was weird that it was there, and I thought, well, just better maybe tell my doctor. And it had been a few months. So I told him, he said, let's get it checked out. Took several months to figure out what it was, but why not find it? was a malignancy, and it very well could have ended in a different way had I not at least show my doctor so anybody out there if, you, if you've if you got a problem uh, you, you, you're you know nobody likes to talk about it but if you've got some issues and something's not right and you recognize it even if it's just a lump or a spot whatever just go show your doctor it may be nothing you may feel like you're being hypochondriac but you're not tough you, you can't out-tough cancer, right? I mean, you, you go through the treatments and you do all that and you'd be strong and positive and, you know, hopefully you kick cancer's ass. But, like, if, if you if you feel something's different or off, just just go say something to them. Because I almost didn't. And we could be talking about a whole nother situation at this point. So uh, I've got great news. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm going to be here a long, long time. Uh, but, you know, there are other people that find out and wait too long and, and they'd have caught it can't tell you how many people if they just caught it you know when they knew something was going on and showed their doctor well they'd still be with us you know and uh and then unfortunately lose that battle because they wait too long give yourself a chance to beat it and go tell your doctor just show them whatever it is and if it's nothing you just walk out there and you feel relief right if it's something well nobody wants to hear bad news but it's better to hear the bad news now so you can fight it than it is to hear it when it's too late well said yeah so go go get checked out well said. it is. Well
2: said, Lance McGarvey. We're you got a tingle here. You got a pain there. Just go show your some. Dog. Some people call a tingle and a pain a fun Friday night. You know, I yeah. some people do. I, you're not, uh, you're not, you're speaking <laughs> to the public here. Uh... Anyway, uh, a couple of games to talk about this week. You're
1: going to that paranormal circus?
0: That's argument. exactly <laughs> what it is.
2: I'm so looking forward to it. <laughs> that's that's,
0: that's going to be. It's uh, you'll be, be buying ticket. T- you've already got your ticket. <laughs> Why did not yeah. we see Jeff at the game last night? That's what it was. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, we got uh, we got a couple games coming up this weekend, as I mentioned. But let, let's take a moment, Lance. You haven't been on with us in a while, and you are uh, by my by my count, you are the OG of OGs when it comes to Louisville City.
1: Check it out. There you go.
2: Look at it. Bam. Great radio to show off
1: your tattoo. <laughs> no,
2: it's the original logo. It is the original logo. I say that to say, how cool is it that we're seeing a Louisville City team average nearly 11,000 fans this year, uh, number one in the league in attendance, in a brand new soccer-specific stadium. It's been a couple years since you've been on, so I just want you to be able to have the opportunity to kind of grouse about this thing that, that has developed before your eyes. You're the only person, by my count, who has been involved in, in a, in a direct way out, to, other than the fans, who have clearly, you know, their hearts have never left, but to be involved directly with the team that has never left, Niall who McKay. has been there from day one. You and Niall McCabe, yeah. that is exactly right. The two of you. So uh, how cool is it that
1: the, the, the fan support has been there this year for Louisville City? Well, my role certainly hadn't been to the extent of, like, players and coaches and all that and people in the organization. But, I mean, it's it's to be a part of it and be affiliated since the very beginning has been a blessing, and it's been awesome. And to watch – how it's blossomed to, to the mainstream. Like, it, at the beginning, it was a lot of hardcore soccer fans. And to watch, to, to, to walk through the, the concourse area or to look down and just see tons of kids all over the place – I mean, it's just awesome because those kids are playing soccer. And what are they going to be doing 10, 15 years from now when they get to be young adults and have spending money and want to go out for a good time? They're going to go see a soccer game. And so you're starting to see the foundation really become uh, a reality. And, and, I, you know, we could easily see – uh, an expansion in that stadium at some point where we're maxing it out 15 16 people now i mean i wouldn't be surprised but it, it it's pretty amazing to see and i hope the same thing happens for racing louisville i'm a little disappointed with the attendance there this year kind of surprised frankly uh because they are better than what they have been uh it does feel like the attendance numbers are down. i don't know what t- tickets sold or whatever but i can look on tv and see I hope the fans will support that team as much as they're supporting Louisville city because they deserve it. They're some of the best players in the world. And like you said, many of them like Savannah DeMello are embracing this city with open arms in a big, big way. So, I mean, get behind them, man, because, uh, they deserve it. But yeah, it's been pretty phenomenal. It's pretty awesome to look out and just see that crowd. And, and especially in a world where since COVID it's been difficult for a lot of teams around the country to get the kind of attendance that we're getting, um, without some crazy thing happening like what's been happening up in Cincinnati with the Reds. You know, they went from uh, being absolutely terrible to to winning 12 games in a row and one of the most exciting players to come out of, you know, AAA ball in many years in LA de Cruz. But, like, they've been selling out like crazy well what and i would, what, what, what so I would so say been, is
2: racing louisville has their own version of ellie de la cruz they got a couple ellie de la cruz playing for that team right now there you go uh, savannah de being one of them jalen howell being another a few other
1: players uh worthy of, of that kind of status just but my couple, point is just that it's hard to get a lot of fans in the stadiums now it, 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 this covid changed things a lot but louisville city has had tremendous success with that and i think it's only going to continue i can't wait till this fill the fam thing where you get fifteen thousand people or whatever That's two opportunities
2: cool. july 15th july 29th 15th is the racing game 29th is the louisville city game game uh, just a couple of minutes to go guys real quick I'm gonna be negative tell me if I'm wrong I'm gonna be negative both games this weekend neither team wins Louisville City does not win at Pittsburgh racing Louisville goes up to Seattle against a depleted OL rain on the road in an early kickoff 1230 local time on the Pacific Coast and does not win am I being am I being too negative Benton be be the optimist I need you to be the optimist you are you're Mr. Go v- Vamos Marados pump some energy into this this sad soul that does not see a victory for either team this weekend <laughs>
0: I take the fifth. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, I've not lost complete hope, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a tall ask. I, I don't, I don't think that Louisville City is going to win. I think a, a draw is more likely in the cards. But uh, y, you never know what team's going to show up there. And as far as uh, racing going on the road, I mean, there's a lot of pieces missing on both things. It, it's kind of, that's kind of a real wild card matchup. That's a, that's more of a toss up. Maybe there's a little more hope there.
1: Yeah, racing gets a two-one win. There we on go. The road. There's in the Seattle. optimism in Seattle and Little City gets a 1-1 draw in Pittsburgh and everybody's smiling from ear to ear. It, feels, I was, it feels like a 1-1 draw. I will draw. take it. I will take it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, again, Pittsburgh,
2: Arguably the best Pittsburgh team they've had. Uh, Bob Lilly, he's won a title at Rochester. Remember, way back in the day, in Louisville City's first season, he's not yet had a, a real challenge, a, a title challenging team in Pittsburgh. This might be the year for him. They
0: pushed us to the limits last year. They I mean, sure we, did. I mean, they were almost the ones advancing. So you, you
2: could really argue they coughed it up a little bit. Uh, I mean, Louisville City did everything they could to get back in the we game. We did.
0: It made for one of the most thrilling moments I've had as a Louisville City absolutely. fan. Absolutely, was a ton of
2: fun. A penalty shootout with Carlos Miguel uh, winning it for Louisville City. So those games to look forward to every Thursday soccer city at six o'clock our coverage on saturday night for City against pittsburgh starts at 6 45 on this same station espn 680 and one oh five seven. uh lance good to be with you again hey, that's man great. I
1: only did the show one time
2: one time i only did that's it right. one time we will talk I'm to proud you of myself we'll talk to you next week next thursday on soccer city thanks guys